In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Grant us peace, O Lord, in our days, for there is no other who will fight for us, save but you, our God. The following is a reading from Dom Prosper Guerinje's The Liturgical Year. January 25th, The Conversion of St. Paul. We have already seen how the Gentiles, in the person of the three Magi, offered their mystic gifts to the divine child of Bethlehem and received from him in return the precious gifts of faith, hope, and charity. The harvest is ripe. It is time for the reaper to come. But who is to be God's laborer? The apostles of Christ are still living under the very shadow of Mount Sion. All of them have received the mission to preach the gospel of salvation to the uttermost parts of the world. But not one among them has as yet received the special character of Apostle of the Gentiles. Peter, who had received the apostleship of circumcision, is sent specially, as was Christ himself, to the sheep that are lost of the house of Israel. And yet, as he is the head and the foundation, it belongs to him to open the door of faith to the Gentiles, which he solemnly does by conferring baptism on Cornelius, the Roman centurion. But the church is to have one more apostle, an apostle for the Gentiles, and he is to be the fruit of the martyrdom and prayer of St. Stephen. Saul, a citizen of Tarsus, has not seen Christ in the flesh, and yet Christ alone can make an apostle. It is then from heaven, where he reigns impassable and glorified, that Jesus will call Saul to be his disciple, just as during the period of his active life he called the fishermen of Genesareth to follow him and hearken to his teachings. The Son of God will raise Saul up to the third heaven, and there will reveal to him all his mysteries. And when Saul, having come down again to this earth, shall have seen Peter and compared his gospel with that recognized by Peter, he can say in all truth that he is an apostle of Christ Jesus and that he has done nothing less than the great apostles. It is on this glorious day of the conversion of Saul, who is soon to change his name into Paul, that this great work is commenced. It is on this day that there is heard the almighty voice, which breaketh the cedars of Libanus, and can make a persecuting Jew become first a Christian and then an apostle. This admirable transformation has been prophesied by Jacob when upon his deathbed he unfolded to each of his sons the future of the tribe of which he was to be the father. Judah was to have the precedence of honor. From his royal race was to be born the Redeemer, the expected of nations. Benjamin's turn came. His glory is not to be compared with that of his brother Judah, and yet it was to be very great. For from his tribe is to be born Paul, the apostle of the Gentile nations. These are the words of the dying prophet. Benjamin a ravenous wolf, in the morning shall eat the prey, and in the evening shall divide the spoil. Who says an ancient writer is he that in the morning of impetuous youth goes like a wolf in pursuit of the sheep of Christ, breathing threatenings and slaughter against them? Is it not Saul on the road to Damascus, the bearer and doer of the high priest orders, and stained with the blood of Stephen, whom he has stoned by the hands of all those 
over whose garments he kept watch? And he who in the evening not only does not despoil, but with a charitable and peaceful hand breaks to the hungry the bread of life, is it not Paul of the tribe of Benjamin, the apostle of Christ, burning with zeal for his brethren, making himself all to all, and wishing even to be an anathema for their sakes? Oh, the power of our dear Jesus, how wonderful, how irresistible. He wishes that the first worshippers at his crib should be humble shepherds, and he invites them by his angels, whose sweet hymn was enough to lead these simple-hearted men to the stable, where in swaddling clothes he lies who is the hope of Israel. He would have the Gentile princes, the Magi, do him homage, and bids a star to arise in the heavens, whose mysterious apparition, joined to the interior speaking of the Holy Ghost, induces these men of desire to come from the far east and lay at the feet of a humble babe their riches in their hearts. When the time has come for forming the Apostolic College, he approaches the banks of the Sea of Tiberias, and with the single word, follow me, he draws after him as such as he wishes to have as his disciples. In the midst of all the humiliations of his passion, he has but to look at the unfaithful Peter, and Peter is a penitent. Today it is from heaven that he evinces his power. All the mysteries of our redemption have been accomplished, and he wishes to show mankind that he is the sole author and master of the apostolate, and that his alliance with the Gentiles is now perfect. He speaks. The sound of his reproach bursts like thunder over the head of this hot Pharisee, who is bent on annihilating the church. He takes this heart of the Jew, and by his grace, turns it into the heart of the apostle, the vessel of election, the Paul who is afterwards to say of himself, I live, not I, but Christ liveth in me. The commemoration of this great event was to be a feast in the church, and it had a right to be kept as near as might be to the one which celebrates the martyrdom of St. Stephen, for Paul is the proto-martyr's convert. The anniversary of his martyrdom would, of course, have to be solemnized at the summer solstice, where then place the feast of his conversion, if not near Christmas. And thus our own apostle would be at Jesus' crib at Stephen's side. Moreover, the Magi could claim him as being the conqueror of that Gentile world of which they were the first fruits. And lastly, it was necessary in order to give the court of our infant king its full beauty that the two princes of the church, the apostle of the Jews and the apostle of the Gentiles, should stand close to the mystic crib, Peter with his keys and Paul with his sword. Bethlehem thus becomes the perfect figure of the church, and the riches of the season of the cycle are abundant beyond measure. Let us borrow from the ancient liturgies a suitable expression for our admiration of our apostles' conversion. The following sequence, which belongs to the 10th century, is found in the old missals of the churches of Germany. It is full of mysterious allusions which bear a certain grandeur of thought. The Lord said, I will turn him from Basan, the land of barrenness. I will turn him into the deep sea of my faith. What he said he did when he prostrated Saul and raised him up, Paul. By his incarnate word, by whom also he made the world, 
It was whilst opposing this word that the Jew heard the voice, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? I am Christ. It is hard for thee to kick against the goad. The earth was moved at the presence of the Lord. It trembled and then was at rest. Paul, when he knew the Lord Jesus believed and ceased to persecute the Christians, he became, O God, the tongue of thy faithful ones. Leaving thy enemies, he returned to thee. For it is Paul who, by the mouth of the priests throughout the world, proclaims the commandments, teaching that the crucified is no other than God, the Christ, who reigneth with the Father and the Holy Ghost, and Paul is his witness. By the light of his teaching, the priests meditate on the law and the gospel, and by these, as with two millstones, have pounded and prepared every spiritual medicine whereby the wounded are healed and the hungry are fed. O Jesus, hear his prayers for us sinners. Turn to us, give us life. Who didst turn Paul into a true convert for the sake of all who are to return to thee, and didst make him the vessel of election? When he preached God to men, the sea beheld and fled, the Jordan was turned back, because the multitude of the nations returning from the depths of sin to the confusion of Og, the king of Basan. Now adore but thee, O Christ, their creator, whom they believe to have come in the flesh to redeem them. Amen. The Roman French missals give us this beautiful hymn of Adam of St. Victor. Church of the Gentiles, sing with heart and voice thy hymn of triumph and make the heavens echo. Paul, the doctor of the Gentiles, has finished his course in triumphs and glory. This is he that was the youthful Benjamin, the ravenous wolf, the devourer of prey, the enemy of the faithful. He was a wolf in the morning, but in the evening a lamb. The night was past, the day star rose, and he preaches the gospel. This is he that marched in the road of death, but was stayed as he goes to Damascus by him who is the way of life. He had breathed forth threats, but at length he yields. He prostrates and obeys. He is made captive and goes whither he is led. He is sent to Ananias, the wolf to the lamb. His stormy heart is calm. He receives the sacrament of the font. Its saving waters turn the venom of his soul into the fragrance of love. He becomes a sacred vessel, a vessel divine, a vessel that gives forth to men the sweet wine of the grace of doctrine. He visits the synagogues and proves the Christian faith by unfolding the prophets. He preaches the cross of Christ, and for the sake of that cross himself does bear the cross, dying a thousand deaths, yet dies not, but is a living victim, conquering every pain by unconquered courage. He is set apart by God as the teacher of the Gentiles, and by the wisdom of God he overcomes the wise ones of the world. Wrapped to the third heaven, he sees the Father and Son in one substance. The mighty Rome and the learned Greece both bow down their heads and learn the mysteries and embrace the faith of Christ. The cross triumphs. Then does Nero rage to see this Paul spreading the faith by his preaching and sentences him to die by the sword. Thus disturbed from the flesh, Paul sees the true Son, the only begotten of the Father. He sees the light and light by whose almighty power we shun the pains of hell. Amen. 
The ancient sacramentaries give us nothing upon the conversion of St. Paul. We take the following prayer and preface from the Gallican Missal published by Dom Mabilan under the title Missale Gothicum. O God, who by a voice from heaven did strike with terror thine apostle Paul, when raging against the holiness of the Christian religion, and on this the day of his vocation didst change him both in his heart and his name, so that the church, having once dreaded him as her persecutor, now rejoices in having him as her teacher in the commandments of God, whom thou didst strike with exterior blindness, that thou mightest give him interior sight, to whom, moreover, when the darkness of his cruelty was removed, thou didst give the knowledge of thy divine law, whereby he might call the Gentiles, and didst thrice deliver him from shipwreck, which he suffered for the faith, saving this thy devoted servant from the waves of the sea. Grant also to us, we beseech thee, who art solemnizing both his conversion and his faith, that after the blindness of our sins we may be permitted to see thee in heaven, who didst enlighten Paul here on earth. It is meet and just, yea, it is right and just, that we should give thanks to thee, O Holy Lord, Almighty Father, Eternal God, who to show that thou desirest to forgive all men their sins, didst win over the persecutor of thy church with one word of thy calling, and straightway madest the persecutor our teacher. For he that hath received epistles from others unto the destruction of the churches began to write his own unto their restoration, and who to show that Saul had become Paul did immediately, as a wise architect, lay the foundation, giving joy to thy holy Catholic Church, by becoming her builder after being her destroyer. And in such wise did he defend her, that he feared neither tortures nor very death, and became a head of the church, after having crushed the members of the church, delivering up the head of his own body, that he might be united with the divine head Christ and all his members, by whom also he merited to be made a vessel of election, and into the dwelling of his own heart he received the same Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord. We give thee thanks, O Jesus, who hast this day prostrated thine enemy by thy power and raised him up again by thy mercy. Truly art thou the mighty God, and thy victories shall be praised by all creatures. How wonderful art thou in thy plans for the world's salvation! Thou makest men thy associates in the work of the preaching of thy word, and in the dispensing of thy mysteries, and in order to make Paul worthy of such an honor, thou usedst all the resources of thy grace. It pleased thee to make an apostle of Stephen's murderer, that so thy sovereign power might be shown to the world, thy love of souls be evinced in its richest gratuitous generosity, and grace abound where sin had so abounded. Sweet Savior, often visit us with this grace which converts the heart, for we desire to have the life of grace abundantly, and we feel that its very principle is often in danger within us. Convert us as thou didst thine apostle, and after having converted us, assist us, for without thee we can do nothing. Go before us, follow us, stand by our side, never leave us. But as thou hast given us the commencement, secure to us the, our perseverance to the end. Give us that Christian wisdom which will teach us how to acknowledge with fear and love that mysterious gift of grace which no creature can merit and to which nevertheless a creature's will 
may put an obstacle. We are captives, thou alone art master of the instrument wherewith we can break our chains. Thou puttest it into our hands, bidding us make use of it, so that our deliverance is thy work, not ours, but our captivity, if it continue, can only be attributed to our negligence and sloth. Give us, O Lord, this thy grace, and graciously receive the promise we now make, that we will render it fruitful by cooperating with it. Assist us, thou, holy apostle of Jesus, to correspond with the merciful designs of God in our regard. Obtain of him for us that we may be overcome by the sweetness of an infant God. His voice does not make itself heard. He does not blind us by the glare of his divine light. But this we know. He often complains that we persecute him. Oh, that we could have the courage to say to him with a heart honest like thine, Lord, what wilt thou that we do? He would answer and tell us to be simple and to become little children like himself, to recognize now after so many Christmases of indifference the love he shows us in this mystery of Bethlehem, to declare war against sin, to resist our evil inclinations, and to advance in virtue by walking in his divine footsteps. Thou hast said in one of thine epistles, If any man love not our Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema. Oh, teach us to know him more and more, so that we may grow in his love, and by thy prayers preserve us from that ingratitude which turns even the sweet mysteries of the, this holy season into our own greater condemnation. Glorious vessel of election, pray for the conversion of sinners who have forgotten their God. When on this earth thou didst spend thyself for the salvation of souls, continue thy ministry now that thou art reigning in heaven, and draw down upon them that persecute Jesus the graces which triumph over the hardest hearts. Apostle of the Gentiles, look with an eye of loving pity on so many nations that are still sitting in the shadow of death. During thy mortal life, thou wast divided between two ardent desires, one to be with Christ, the other to remain longer on earth, laboring for the salvation of immortal souls. Now that thou art United forever with the Jesus thou didst preach to men, forget not the poor ones to whom their God is a stranger. Raise up in the church apostolic men who may continue thy work. Pray to our Lord that he bless their labors and the blood of such among them as are martyrs of zeal. Shield with thy protection the see of Peter, thy brother apostle, and thy leader. Support the authority of the church of Rome, which has inherited thy power and looks upon thee as her second defense. May thy powerful intercession lead her enemies into humble submission, destroy schisms and heresies, and fill her pastors with thy spirit, that, like thee, they may seek not themselves, but solely and in all things the interests of our Lord Jesus Christ. In nomine Patris, Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen.